Welcome to the Autofixation Podcast, a loud pedal production with your host Mark Farouk and Matt Powers. Oh, I had it on we, uh, oh, mute. Oh, we were muted. Uh, All right. That's Jesus. great. We'll, st- we'll start here. <laughs> All auspicious beginning. Uh, welcome to the Auto Fixation Podcast. You're catching us as we're having uh, started off some great uh, audio difficulties. We've had a struggle getting our intro to work out as we record live, so I, I'll go in later and add it in. Uh, Matt, how's it going? Good, Mark. How are you? Happy, happy Thursday. Great. Yeah. It's uh, what a week. I know. Yeah. I know. We're, we're actually a little delayed. We were hoping to... Uh, get another episode out last week but um you know we're uh both busy with our full-time jobs that's and, right uh, so for those of you hanging out our every word yeah. uh, you had to wait a <laughs> yeah, week exactly sorry about that <laughs> but it's gonna be well worth the wait did you get some angry emails being like where's the next episode oh absolutely yeah, right? people texting me i, I need more content <laughs> more content <laughs> now i just have to scroll tiktok yeah right which man what a rabbit hole that is to go no to. kidding no kidding uh, so we got a few uh, things to talk about today, and we thought we should uh, kind of skewer ourselves to start things off. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to go through, we've been talking about doing this for a while, we wanted to go through our previous cars and what we've bought. Like I was going to call it a car collection, but I don't think this is a collection. This is like... It's a collection which, of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the cars that we bought in, in the past. So I don't know, Mark. I think we should start with yours. I think... Start with me. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, so what was, your fir- what was your first car? So my first uh, real car, 1992 Fox Body Mustang 5.0. With a salvage title. With a salvage title. <laughs> the, way, the only way it should be. That's a real American muscle car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a salvage title. It doesn't count. It was, what, a, great, it was a great car. It so was, what, what year did you buy that? That was, so I got it late, I think, 93? Okay, so it was pretty new. It was pretty it, new. Um, I don't remember all the financing details of that transaction, but given it was a salvage title, it was pretty cheap. But oh. you know what? The, I, I actually don't know what was wrong with it. The engine ran great. Gearbox great. It was a manual transmission. Nice. It, it was it was beautiful. Had the worst traction control system <laughs> unknown to man. I didn't realize it at the time. I thought that's just normal for the engine to completely cut out <laughs> for traction control. That's that was the oh, limits was of technology. The that, they, that was the way they did it. They just had the engines basically shut down. If you if you were coming out of a corner and put the throttle down too much, it would just like just stop. hesitate and almost come to a complete stop. So safety first. It's funny when I saw this in your list, I sort of had in mind like you know what they look like now. So like there would be like oxidized paint with like you know clear coat flecking <laughs> off or something but it was probably I mean, if you only bought a year as a year old or something it was probably in pretty, it pretty was, good shape it was in pretty good shape i mean i think from whatever it caused the accident there was some respray but it was blue with gray striping held up pretty well nice but i didn't know a whole lot about car maintenance at the time yeah, right, i have right. to admit i was not the automotive expert journalist <laughs> that you find me now we'll just go with that so how so how long did you drive that for I had that car for, I think, until 95 and blew the engine. Okay, yes, uh, you do. Dr- yeah, as you do. Uh, drop, oil plug dropped out. No, no oil light came on. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, it's a great warning that doesn't happen when a piston flies out the side of the block. <laughs> That'll always warn you. So wait, hold on. Are you saying that there was a warning light that said there was no oil? Or are you saying that no light came on? No light came on. To warn you about no the warning. There was kind of a weird smell. Like, what is that? Oh, shit. Because you don't drive that car at low RPMs. No. It's always near the red line. Which <laughs> could have been a problem. Yeah, right. I don't know. Oh, that's too uh, funny. Longevity was not. The, my concern uh, at that moment uh, and then I moved on so actually I did without a car for quite a while I was carless did the car thing I was in college I used public transportation hence why I would never use it ever again <laughs> I did that for several years uh, going to college working you know sometimes three jobs at the same time um, I'll never go back and so as soon as I got a real job uh-huh I uh, went out and got a brand new 2002 Volkswagen GTI. That's a cool car. Manual transmission. Yeah. The great, uh, the, the cloth interior with uh-huh. the, the, the uh, that stitching that they have. Uh, uh-huh. uh, 
What a I, great I car. think those are like the Mark IVs, they call those. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. say it's, it, yeah. they're, it's a little bit of the boxier mm. um, body style. It's they're, a great really car. Bit, so fun, yeah. practical, yep. like hatchback, get your groceries, go to Home Depot, get some small things, whatever you need to do, road trips. Totally. Fun car to drive. Totally. Um, yeah, really love that car. And transition from that car, once I had uh, my first child, is a little small, as two-door. It's a little small getting a, a, a car seat back there. We did it for a few months and then moved up to uh, 2006 A3, Audi A3 hatchback. Nice. The first, that was the first... It wasn't, I think 2005 was the first year that Audi introduced the A3 hatchback. Okay. Um, and then I'd seen one. I was like, oh, that's really great. Um, and it was built. So one thing I want to point out about the GTI, that version, the 1.8 turbo engine, one of the greatest engines ever built. The Audi A3 was a two liter turbo and Audi basically built off the 1.8 oh, cool. okay. and created... I mean, if you look at my other cars that I'll go through here shortly, the two point, the two liter turbo has just been around for a long time. Yeah, I don't want to say bulletproof because people complain about oil consumption on some of them, but I never had any problems. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. car, adequate, more than enough power, fun. Um, so the hatchback, it, it was, two, door, two doors or four doors? That was a four door. Four door. That's that great. And car. the GTI is two door or four door? The GTI was two, yeah. but I had a GTI later that was four. Okay. So when I got my 2020, so between the A3, the next I upgraded to a 2010 A4. Yeah. That was a stupid car to get because it was front wheel drive. What was, that, <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I doing? I didn't save that much money doing that. That was a bad decision. Um, <laughs> It was silver though, so silver Audi. Okay, okay. kind of makes sense. All right, uh, black interior. It was nice. It was nice, but front wheel drive. It just doesn't make sense. No, no. And then you I went go with back. Quattro. You're buying an Audi. Yeah, really exactly. I learned my lesson later. Then I went. So I went to the 2012 GTI. Great, another great car. Four doors. Practical. Fun. Uh, a lot of. They'd upgraded a lot of things over the years, uh, but then after that, went to a 2014 A4. Then the real exciting after that, a 2016 A4, the excitement continues. <laughs> that was that white one, right? Or no, that's, was that the that blue, was blue one? Because you had the, the white one. Before the, that, the 2014 white was the white one, then yeah. the blue one. Ah, you remember. And I remember. Good. And then I finally graduated to the S class of Audi, yeah, nice. the SQ5. Yes. And then now I have the SQ7. Yeah. Um, so that's I am a, I'm a horror for Volkswagen Audi Group. I can what see can that. I, say? I can see that. Yeah, you uh, just that first car that 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 Ford. That's that's the only yeah, thing in your history. Yeah, that's the only time I uh, Exactly. I still exactly. have a soft spot for those cars. If I see a Fox body on the road or in a parking lot, uh-huh. I, I I do a double take. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Memories. Now, you have photos of the cars. That yeah, you had, and yeah. Some of these are really funny. <laughs> well, I'm missing my first car. I couldn't find a picture of that. My first car. My parents gave to me. It was their car. It was a 1989 Volvo 240DL wagon. I think they're built at a Swedish tank park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> from the wars they never fought. <laughs> <laughs> that car was bulletproof. It was a it was a manual, which was oh. cool because like none of my friends had a yeah. manual car, so they all learned how to drive a stick. On that car. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I I know exactly what burning clutch smells like. <laughs> it's <laughs> that car got the shit kicked out of it. And actually, it was funny. A good friend of mine had pretty much the same car, and we could literally like crash into each other at stop signs. <laughs> like at first, it started just a couple miles an hour. It's like a funny that's little great. like love tap. And then at one point, he hit me like twenty miles an hour. I'm maybe exaggerating. Maybe it was like ten, but like it felt fast. And there's like no damage to the cars, or at least anything that we could see. So, I mean, they were tanks. They were great, great cars. I, mean, I love those. I love those cars. The, that car for that time, what, what year? So, an 89? It was an 89. So, what year did you have? Early 90s? Uh, yeah, that's right. So, when I first got my license in 96, yeah. or 90, 98. Sorry, 98. Yeah, so that was, I saw several of these in my high school parking lot. This was the primary hand-me-down car yep. of parents to, to kids and yeah that was what you did it was, you, you you did whatever they could take it that's exactly right it was a safe car by those standards i mean by, by today's standards we'll nothing, never have cars it, that tough again no no exactly exactly <laughs> and i actually so my friend who had his it was it was the same colors of basically the same car they had bought it his parents had bought it before they gave it to him from some 
I don't know, probably no offense, a meth head like down in, <laughs> down in Vendem Vallejo. Who he traded would, for a carton of cigarettes? Uh, yeah. Well, he would take he would take the front end of a car that had been rear-ended and he'd take <laughs> the rear end of a car that Great. had been a head-on <laughs> collision and he cut it in half and weld it together. And That's so, definitely the result of meth. <laughs> exactly. Only right? meth could give someone right. that idea. <laughs> That's, so, that's awesome. Not you know, not only was it super durable, but it had even been chopped in half and was still durable. So, <laughs> but then I then I graduated. I don't know. I I think I started working and I like was able to like convince my parents to let me trade that one in, and I got a traded in sold so, sold sold. Sorry, okay, sorry. sorry, sorry I was sorry. wondering no, what was little, dealer took that. No, trade. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so um, I got a two thousand and four. Let's do that. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety four uh, BMW three twenty five IS coupe and that was that now was this, awesome now this giant scratches i see in the photos and the giant door damage did you receive it in that condition or is this what you did to this it is what the, uh, so okay so i bought this i think probably in like 1999 or something so it was only like five years old it was great and i i babied it it was it was perfect and then i went away to college in 2000 and I don't know if it was my fault or if it was my brother who was driving it, but we the the, the rear tires were bald, and it's a rear-wheel drive car. Racing so, slicks. Yeah, right. It's inadvertent racing <laughs> yeah. slicks. So getting on the freeway, it got on the gas, and it got completely sideways, oh. crossed two lanes of traffic, and just got T-boned by, by a truck. So I think insurance company, like a, he was fine. The insurance company, like a $7,000 check, which, I mean, then these days, that was a lot of money then. And I was very appreciative, but like these days, I'd love to have that car that'd be a, a fantastic car oh, nice but your current uh black hole of investment <laughs> is a 2011 s4 which i want to just make a note this was a um stasis done yes. s4 yes someone else before you bought it had bought it from stasis which means a whole lot of suspension upgrades exactly. engine upgrades or yep. ecu upgrades yep and tra trans engine transmission like you said, suspension. Yeah, and but you you Exhaust. humble badged it. You took all the badges. I off. did. I did. I did. I did. That thing. I mean, this this is. It, and I drove this one as well. And this this thing was nuts. The acceleration <laughs> to the red line, like you you just think about. Oh, I wonder what it's like the red line, and you're there. Yes, exactly, um, exactly. And, and Audis will not let you bump the red line off the like they won't let you ride the limiter so as soon as you're there it shifts for you which is probably a good idea with this car how much horsepower does this have uh, 410 410 <laughs> family car yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculously fast but yeah i've had a lot of issues now <laughs> so it's again a recurring thing you yeah know? yeah it did, it did, the transmission went out evidently these are like known for having problems with the uh, um double clutch transmission mm. and and i had that problem and so yeah I've been working on it, and it's you know it's come, DSG, come together. DSG, a marvel of technology. That's right. But, but the 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 uh, the the, uh, the the tolerance is very it, small. Exactly. Very small. And, and it's a five thousand dollar job to, to to fix it. So uh, yeah, fortunately, I've been able to kind of piece it together. It's been a little yeah. less, but uh, yeah, it's been. A so bit you've crazy. just had a history of of cars that are very <laughs> expensive to maintain. That's right. So what's interesting if we talk about our recommendations, if we're gonna, I think we're gonna yeah, do that in the future segment that like i'm gonna recommend a bunch of like cheap european cars with very expensive <laughs> uh, yeah. repair uh repair uh, price tags yeah so consider that your initial investment may be low but over the life you may end up paying double that's exactly right <laughs> and, and but, then, wait, but you've got something on a so you've got the uh polestar the polestar we talked about that before but you got some is it on a container yet it's actually sitting at the dock now oh it's oh been, i hope it's been offloaded so i bought last year a 1995 Land Rover Defender MPI. So yes. this is the Land Rover Defender that was made for the Italian Carbonari, the, police, the like National oh, Police Force, perfect. and they drove it up in the Italian Alps. So it was a two-liter gasoline engine, Rover engine, as opposed to the diesel that are in most of yeah. the Defenders. So it's kind of unique, yeah. and I bought it off this guy. 
in the Netherlands. Save you a, a lot of emissions problems here in that's California. That's what I'm hoping. That's <laughs> what I'm hoping. Exactly. So I bought it off this guy and it's been sitting in a port for about a year now trying to get it exported because with COVID, it's hard yeah. to get containers and hard to get things that on ships. someone's and pair of socks yeah. stuck at the yeah, same exactly, port. Exactly. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, I might find those in the car yeah, when, I, when, yeah. I, when, I, when I go to pick it up. At so, least it's not on a train. Uh, no, yeah. they're, they're robbing trains today in I LA. About so that. at least I, uh, <laughs> the Land Rover's not, not on a train being dismantled well, at least as the train we, rolls along. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. At least that we, uh, that we know of. <laughs> That's true. So, that we know of. So hopefully I get there in the next couple of days. I don't know. I'm going to go down to oh, LA awesome. and, and, and trailer that back up. So All that's, right. that's that, I've never bought a, you know, so when, you, when you drive to LA, you take any X5 with the trailer to trailer it back or I, so something it, bigger? That's, that's a good question. So I've been doing um, the sort of calculation to figure out how much that like towing setup would, would be like in terms of a weight compared to what the X5 can tow. Yeah. The X5 can tow 6,000 pounds. That's the sort of limit. Mm. But the weight of the Land Rover plus the U-Haul trailer is exactly 6,000 pounds. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to try to borrow a truck. Yeah, it might be a good idea. Do you have a truck you can loan me? Or uh, I, I, I have a f- old Forerunner. I don't know if that would get the job. Well, yeah, done. what can that tow? I don't know what the towing capacity does. Does it have a hitch? I should. You, I think. Yeah, it yeah. does. I yeah. should look that up. All right, look yeah. it up. All right. Oh, yeah, I've never thought we'll about that. We'll do our before. next episode on, on the road to LA. That's right. On the defender. road. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be yeah. That'd be a great trip. Cool. So transitioning. So we we wanted to um, after we've. Uh, knifed ourselves about our own car collection history um talk a little bit oh and i just want to point out um uh andrew who's the other part of the loud pedal uh, we're gonna have to ask him this question as well about his first car because i have spent a lot of time riding around with him in one of his first cars i'll let him give the gory details but i'll just say 79 volkswagen scirocco i'm just gonna leave it there Um, I'll let him talk about it, but it was uh, it was not it was a great car. It was also a death trap uh, in so many ways. But we'll talk about that. My 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 dad had one of those when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know what year it was. I'll have to ask him. But. They were. They, they, I mean, body style, everything looked great, but this particular one was a death trap <laughs> on so many ways. Uh, let's just say that the defroster was me hanging out the window with a towel. <laughs> That was the defrost capability of that car. Um, and had one working windshield. kind of would work windshield wiper, but I don't want to take it away. I'll let yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, let's he'll, get him He'll on. be on one of our episodes, hopefully our next episode, and, and he can tell us more about it. But I think maybe just, uh, we do need to move on, but I think I think the point is our our history of cars shows people that we have no idea what we're talking about right i mean none, none of us have really you know, yeah, any, I mean, like really if you got this far it, it, or know. we could say well we've we've had to combine practicality with fun yeah that's and that right. was the best we could come up with maybe that's, maybe that's it maybe that's it exactly speaking of that um we wanted to look at a few you know, uh, it, we've said it before. Like, if you're in a car market right now, get out. Don't do it. But if you have to be, if you're looking for a car, so we're going to make some recommendations or give you some ideas. Um, again, don't listen to us. No. Um, no. But these are, these are mostly ideas. bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for some a, a practical commuter box car, uh, you're not going to get that advice here. No. So no, no. Hondas, no. Hyundai, nothing wrong with it. You know, that fulfills a need. That's fine, but we know there's an audience out there that's thinking about maybe for themselves, their children. Yes. Their kids are just getting their license. My daughter's going to be getting her permit soon. So even I have to start thinking about this. Something that's fun, that will teach someone or or someone that has the joy for driving, wants to drive, wants to have that fun experience, but also practical and relatively cheap. Uh, And so we were looking around – in the used market to see uh, we avoided new cars because the new car market is just yeah, it's just crazy. nuts right now there's not a lot of inventory you're gonna get hosed you're gonna pay well over sticker just don't don't do what we've recently done yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> let yeah. our yeah. let us be a warning to others um so we're looking at like uh, cars in the thirty thousand range um, so I, li- I like your first recommendation here, Mark. Well, well, what, so an E46 M3. So awesome. you can find now, just fair warning, a pristine sub 100K mileage one is going to be way, way over 30K. But you might be able to find, and I've seen some listed, 
Yeah, that's how crazy the market is these God. days. Yeah, you're not going to find one in this price. If it's pristine, good advice. But if you're willing to trade off some things, if you know how to work in a car yourself uh-huh. or you have a good uh, mechanic that you trust, there's some deals to be had there. Uh, these cars, mostly manual transmission. Um Pretty much, if if they're maintained well, even high mileage, they they're they're tanks, and you're gonna yes. have to do stuff like water pumps, period, you know that sort of thing. That's right. Uh, I forgot if they have a timing chain or belt, but that's probably something you'll probably have to chains chains. So that's actually you may not have to no. do that. That so. That's one. If you can find one, highly recommend that. Uh, also depends on though who you, I wouldn't buy it. It depends on your if you're buying it for your kid. Hey, eh, you might want to think rethink that because the insurance is going to kill you. Yeah, I think they make over three hundred horsepower. I mean, they're kind of yeah. like comparable to that S four that I got. I mean, yeah, they're. they're yeah. I mean, they're, amazing car. I, one of my all time favorites. Yes. Uh, uh, so if you could find one at a good price. You can find them in the 30k range. Just have have some expectations about what you're getting into. If you do, if you're not comfortable with, you know, fixing stuff yourself or having a good mechanic on standby, find something else. But if you want to have fun, you're totally. willing to accept some of this. Totally, you 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 can find some great deals out there. Um, I like I like that recommendation. I think that's a. It, I, like, it, I like the next one they, too. And they may go up in value. Also, that's the other thing. That's I mean, true. you know, those as those cars get older. I mean, the, so the E30 is the one from the 80s. The e, the E30 M3. I mean, those things are worth like you know fifty grand, sixty. Yeah. Grand. I mean, I, I yeah. haven't looked recently, but they've got. Yeah, if you can find one that has a clean title, like no serious damage on it, I mean, you you you'll be in good you'll be in good shape over time. I guess the next one. Now, this is a very. Um, um, I don't want to say niche. They're very popular, but there's say, a culture around Subaru. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't even WRX know. STI. Yeah, I, I know the WRX, but what is the STI? So the STI, I actually don't know what it stands for, um, but it's the road equivalent of their rally car. Cool. So it's the top of the line sport no suspension power transmit all the like fun stuff and for only the sti 28 grand yeah that's 28 grand and that's a reliable car like yeah that you're not, Very you're not gonna car. have the same problems you Man, with yeah it, with manual transmission BMW. uh that's the thing about subarus great manual transmissions their automatic transmissions are, are kind of garbage <laughs> um i'll just say that so yeah if you can find one of those um, that'd be great. I'm looking at the next one. Did I write Audi TTS? That was you. Was that me? That was I you. Um, I, I must have seen one. That's just not... We're going to take that off the list. Forget, forget <laughs> I said don't that. Don't buy that. Don't buy that. Uh, it's a two-seater... Um, I must have, I don't know what I was doing when I, when I said that. <laughs> Mercedes C-Class. You know what? Let's skip over that because we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We talk about car subscriptions. Yes. Because we got yes. some information about oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, you're, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. Uh, now, this is a favorite one. Now, this is something. This is a cool recommendation. I found uh, on Auto Trader uh, here in Northern California, a 1988 Bentley Mulsanne, 28,000 miles. For $24,000. That is awesome. And it was in fairly decent shape. And I'm like, just think about having a practical, fun car in a classic Bentley, in an 80s Bentley. And it's probably stuff, again, that there's there's several shops here in California, here in, I'm sorry, here in Sacramento, definitely in San Francisco, that specialize in British cars. So you'll have a place to take it to get it worked on. Yep. Um, I mean, this, it's twenty four thousand dollars. The service is probably four thousand dollars. That's true. You know? that's true. So your entry price is low. That, that's right. It's got a six point seven five liter engine. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what does it get? Like four miles to the gallon or yeah, something? Probably. I mean, when you buy a Bentley, I don't think you know <laughs> gas prices are your number one concern. Uh, that uh, is, but that, it is cool though. But remember, you're paying twenty four k. But you're right. That maintenance is like a membership fee <laughs> exactly. that you get to keep paying over time. You're Exactly. in the club exactly now this next one i think people could argue about but i've seen if you find one in good shape they're fun cars um the the good thing about this next one 
is the used one is just as unreliable as a brand new one. <laughs> I'm shaking my head about this one, Mark. This is... I said, so I put down a Fiat 500 a Oh, my God. With fi- I found one for fifty with uh, 54,000 miles for $12,000. <laughs> yeah, because that, yeah, that's, that's overpriced. <laughs> that's, what, they, what is the A-Barth? You can put, A-Barth so that's their sporty version. So it's got like four extra horsepower yes, over the 95. Makes nice noise, though, yeah, like right. a nice little... It's one of those cars that like 30 miles an hour sounds like it's going 70. Exa- that's exactly right. I had a friend that had one of those, and it was the worst car I've ever been in. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible, but the good thing is like you could save a lot of money by buying terrible used because it's going to be just as terrible when it was new. I would buy the electric version because they have a Fiat 500e that drives like 40 miles on a charge but yes. like it, it, at least it's electric and in cold I don't know. weather it gets 20 miles yeah, on a charge exactly but I you're right they the, took like four normal car batteries like strung them yeah. together probably and they're like off you go exactly so that but yeah the, the fiat 500e is actually also a fun car if you could find one the problem with though in sacramento got a warning but if you got if you got a fiat you're gonna have a hard time finding service for one yeah uh, especially the e-version they basically forget about it there's no independent shop that's gonna uh, work on the e-version of that so maybe we should probably a bad choice don't listen to us on that one now did you you put this next i one. got this next one so this is the 2015 bmw i3 42,000 miles for twenty thousand dollars okay how much battery life is left yeah, in this i mean car? Yeah, exactly <laughs> same as the fiat probably I have a soft spot for these. I there I my 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 parents have one. Uh, I think it's 2016. I I love it. I think it's a really cool car for around town. I mean, it's got its limitations like you said. The, they don't drive that far. You know, I think even like new they drive 70 miles or 80 miles yeah. or something. And you can get the one with the range extender and you can go a little bit farther. I th- I put this on because if you're looking for something to go around town in and you want something that might be a classic one day, that and I, I don't know. It, maybe I'm off the mark on it being a classic, but it was. They, they've they've stopped making them, and it was it was. It's a cool car. It's bizarre looking, but inside <laughs> they're like fifty five thousand dollars new, and the inside was really pretty. De- it is decent. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like it. But what I what I would really recommend is the 2005 or 2006 Lexus LX. 470 with 170,000 miles on it for $21,000. The uh, Land Cruiser is absolutely unaffordable. They're insane. So I'm recommending that you go for the Lexus version, which looks damn near the same. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit better tech, but also a little bit less reliability because the Land Cruiser is just built to be, you know, indestructible. So you're probably going to pay a little bit more in service. And if you need to invade a small country, you can probably fit half an army in, in the back of that LX 470. They're perfect. Seven seaters, you know, it's a, that's a great car. That is, you know what? I That is a great uh, Toyota. Yeah. Right? Anybody pick up on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's actually, actually, one of my neighbors down the street has one that's lifted um, and it's it looks pretty cool for a lifted Lex, and they they have they have off road credentials. I know they they have it totally. And that I mean, underneath the Lexus brand and the luxury and all that nonsense is is the bones and the soul of a Toyota, an off road Toyota. The I, I think you probably at 170,000 miles, you probably have another 200 to go. Well, exactly. I was just going to make that point. Like, okay, 170,000 yeah. seems like a lot, but for these cars, it, and they hold their value. They literally do hold their value. So, yeah, and I and I would just recommend for any of these, especially this next one. Which uh, did you put this or did I put? No, this, this is mine. Okay, this is, this mine. is yours. <laughs> this is the 2011 Porsche Cayenne Turbo with 98,000 miles, just only, under 100. Yeah, exactly. For only twenty eight thousand dollars, this was I mean, one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. That's, that's balling on a budget, yeah. right there. <laughs> that is balling on a budget. I gotta look at it. You have photos of this. I gotta see what the rim. This is pretty okay. So they didn't put god awful looking rims. It's no, on the stock it's rims. A, it's still yeah, understated. It looks still in understated. really good condition. I know, right? That is really good. Now they got a three end. Uh, it's wrapped on the front end. Wow, it's got. I put thought into this, Mark. This put, is a good I one. Put, I, I just like phoned this. this in. I like this one, but I would recommend any of these car, any of these these recommendations that we're making. Please, please, please have an independent mechanic. 
do an inspection before you buy any of these cars. Or and, us. They or can, us. They can bring it to us. You can bring and, it to us. And we, will, and we will mock you on the podcast. <laughs> we'll even do a live podcast. Yes. We will mock your automobile choice yes. to you and call out all the problems <laughs> or the things that we think are great. Uh, but, yeah, have a mechanic look at it. And if there's anybody selling you a car that's, like, hesitant about that, don't buy it. They're trying to hide something. Any good, decent seller is going to say, absolutely, yes. we can have it inspected. And we'll tell you ahead of time and should tell you the things they know about. Um, there's uh, So we got another. This one's a good one. You found, Oh, wait. You know what? We discovered in further research this 2019 GTI with 29,000 miles for $23,000 had a salvage I title. I know. Wah, wah. Well, we just that was that's a, that. That's a, that was really cool. It's black. Black on black. Nice. Really nice looking car. But yeah, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Nice. So there's a few. Uh, so we're moving to the forty thousand range, but you know what? Let's let's save the forty thousand dollar range for the next episode because I want to jump to something that I found absolutely absurd. Um, the we talked we we've briefly brought up before the car subscription model. It's the yes. future of car ownership. We're yes. going to subscribe to cars. Cars are going to be like cell phones. We just pay monthly and then we throw them away. They, they end up in the ocean like the rest of our electronics. <laughs> um, because this idea that young people, millennials, whoever they are, they don't want to own things. Um, they don't want to own cars. I, I, I don't know. I, there's some market research says maybe that's true. But what I, we've done some research on car subscriptions and we found some ridiculous stuff. It's shocking. And, it's really um, shocking. Wanted to start with some. This is a not most of the car subscription models are are manufacturers uh, offering these through their dealers. But the first one I found is from a company called Free to Move. Um, after we uh, thrash you, feel free to become a sponsor. Um, their big marketing ploy on their website, enjoy the flexibility of a subscription. So what can you get? So they are in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose. Uh, now, just a, a warning here. only The Mercedes they have in their fleet can only be um, had in L.A., but they have a Mercedes, Jeep Wrangler Sport, Jeep Compass, Jeep Renegade. Uh, what a what a group of choices! <laughs> I just I can't get over. I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that the name is Free to Move. It sounds like Free a, to Move. It sounds like an anti constipation medicine <laughs> or something. You know, like, so are stupid. you getting enough fiber? <laughs> exactly. By Free to Move. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so dumb. But yeah, this uh, these offerings are terrible. Now this includes insurance and maintenance, uh, which there would be no maintenance on a new car. I mean, come yeah. on. Let's be real. This is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Or at least so, nothing is not covered under warranty. Yeah, so this is weird. So we did a little bit of research. So I, here's an example of what they're offering for their free-to-move flexibility of a subscription. You can get a Mercedes C-Class. doesn't describe what options it has. I'm going to guess it's a base. Base. Base, for sure. $849 a month. And how, mu how much if I was to lease that? If you went to a Mercedes dealer with $4,500 down, which I wouldn't recommend you put that, you could get it for four hundred and forty nine dollars. So even if you did less of a down payment, there's no you way you're still getting not near that get eight, eight, eight forty nine. And then the insurance. I mean, well, I don't know what kind of insurance coverage they got on this, but you could probably get a reasonable yeah. insurance policy. And for and under so so if you don't want to own anything, leasing still an option. It, this is a the, for Mercedes three year lease four forty nine a month. Even if you want to buy the car, you're probably in the seven hundred range if you want to buy it. But that's not even the most laughable. <laughs> the next one, we stopped researching after the next one because this was totally absurd. Matt, do you want to do you want to describe this disaster? This is the Jeep Wrangler Sport. <laughs> this is insane. They will gladly take seven hundred and fifty dollars from you per month to lease this. You can. Oh, sorry, to, to, to subscribe to this. My apologies. That's right, to, subscribe. Yeah, right. To lease this from Jeep, it costs you 250 bucks <laughs> with $3,000 down. Like, there's a $500 delta there between the, 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 the subscription model and the lease. I, but I you know what? I, if you lease it, you can enjoy the flexibility it, of right. a subscription. That's right. And the, the selling point is that you can swap it two times a month. And, and you can only, but you can only have it for up to six months. So, but it, it, it doesn't make any I sense don't, to me. I don't get why you would swap from a Mercedes. I, I, okay, I could get if you have a Mercedes and then, okay, I want a Jeep because I'm going to be doing some road trips, some off-road stuff. But to 
Swap between a Wrangler Sport, a Compass, and a Renegade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the cost difference, like the Jeep Renegade, seven twenty nine a month. I mean, I think I, they I give know. those away for free. Yeah, right. If exactly. You go to the Jeep dealership. <laughs> this, this is just. I can't. I would love to see the customer base or who has I, that, fallen. That's for what this. I. That's what I was thinking too. Like, um, if you if you're listening to this and you subscribe, yeah, give, give, reach out. Let to us, us know. We, we want to know what you are. And thinking. actually, if you have, if you, and we'll do an IQ test on it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and if you do any car subscription let us know we'd love to talk to you like whether it's this or some other subscription service like what made you choose that how is it working for you how do you like it because there are some i mean there's some here for manufacturers that are are kind of ridiculous but not as bad as that one um you know there's um Big one. I'm just gonna. There's Audi Select has one there in Dallas, Fort Worth only. Lexus has one only in Bellevue, Washington, San Jose. Um, it. I didn't get all the model information, but theirs was for Lexus, nine hundred ninety-five a month, uh, fifteen thousand miles a year. I got to tell you, those are right on par with kind of lease prices. That's kind of what I was thinking for that's their right. high-end yeah, Lexus. That's right. So, that's right. So I mean, the, the detail it's going to be uh, yeah. the details of what what you're getting for that. Are you getting yeah. a base model versus some you exactly. know, some upgrades? Exactly. I mean, if you have ADHD and you need to swap out cars <laughs> that frequently, I guess I, I, I guess it's worth it. But I think everybody should understand you're paying over at at or above lease prices to do this subscription stuff. Porsche Drive, which is in San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, they have uh, th- their subscription is a little bit different. You, they have a one to three month subscription. It's between fifteen hundred twenty six hundred per month for uh, nine eleven Boxster, Cayenne, Cayman, Macan, uh, Panamera, Panamera, and Taycan. Uh, those are, I think, the base models. And there's another level if you go up to the more advanced models. There's another price. And I'm hearing also Porsche is doing this new program. You see it on their website, but they're doing these long-term loaner hmm. uh, options to to get customers mm-hmm. to to pick out cars. And some of those involve weekends, a full month with the car. But th- to me, that with a car like that, that's kind of smart because like you you tease somebody in, yes. you know, and once you drive that car, you're gonna be like, I, I want to buy this. Yeah, right? once, you, once you, know, you spend a weekend in exactly. one of these, you're not going back. No, exactly. Um, you're I'll not s- you're not going back to your uh, Jeep Renegade. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. And I'll say so. There's another one uh, called Care by Volvo. It's everywhere except California and a few other states, uh, which is too bad in a way. It, it really looks like a traditional lease program, but you can switch between the XC40, S60, XC90, XC60. Hmm. And the price range is $600 to $875 per month, 15,000 miles a year. That's that's a lease payment for Volvo. Yeah, this one and and it includes your insurance, whatever maintenance you would need on a new car. I wonder what the frequency is though of like swapping those out because I mean you know, I sort of feel like you know you, I, I don't know I, I don't I wouldn't think there's not that many times when I'm like oh I wish I had a you know seven seater instead of the five seater I mean okay periodically yeah. sure but like am I going to really go through the trouble of like taking it to the dealership and I'm sure there's paperwork that's associated with it even if you're a subscriber you probably have to you know you have to sign stuff it takes time it's a ha- I would imagine it's a it's a hassle I, I don't know I don't know I, I but I also think like the the what I would think the stereotypical Volvo lease lease leasee uh, or buyer purchaser is someone is very practical is researched what they want they know that exactly. they're not going in to get an, an xc40 and then like oh i really wish i got the xc90 that's what i really need right exactly and i won't let me swap for that yeah, so yeah again we don't know the success of these but i will say about four years ago, this the subscription model was all the rage in like it was being talked about in the automotive publications and the trade magazines amongst mm-hmm. the, the the dealers and manufacturers and their lobbying groups. And it was like, oh, that's the future. I think the future of car selling is the dealership model is going to change significantly. I don't know if it's subscriptions. No. It seems like the hype's kind of died down a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, if you could bring the price points down, perhaps. Yeah. You know, yeah. or make it a better value proposition than a lease. Yeah, but but I just I think of the prices that we're seeing, I mean, with the exception, as you say, of the Volvo. Yeah, yeah but just, last but not tragic. least, I just want to point out, <laughs> if you've been missing the glamour of having a lineup of rental cars at your disposal, <laughs> base model rental cars such as Nissan Altimas, Chevy Impalas, Toyota Camrys, or even the Ford Ecosport... <laughs> 
<laughs> Nissan Rogue, Toyota Rav Four, Ford Explorer, or Nissan Pathfinder. Oh, yeah. Enterprise in three states has a program. Subscribe with Enterprise, fourteen ninety nine a month. That's not fourteen dollars ninety nine cents oh a month God. as it should be. It's one thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars a month. You can drive some of the finest rental cars <laughs> that Enterprise has to offer. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. I am speechless. I yeah. That is I, insane. I can't. That's add almost much as more to that. stupid as our friend who bought a Volkswagen from Enterprise. Do you yes. remember that? Do you remember that? Yes. That's a worse financial decision and than it, this. And, but it's but it's a close. And it it's, has a close damage second. on it. That's right. And we encouraged him to get it inspected. He did not do that. We even offered to take a look yes. at it because he couldn't find somebody to look at it or That's whatever right. the story was. That's right. He bought a rental car. I hope you're listening. You know who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who you are. We may have you on the show one day yeah, to talk about this. That's what I was this. thinking too. That's what I was you thinking should be too. publicly shamed for that decision. <laughs> the worst <laughs> car purchase <laughs> History. <laughs> We're just car purchase in history. Uh, so that we we enough uh, trashing on cars we've had and car subscriptions and what we can buy. We're moving on here. So just this past weekend, uh, the start of the IMSA uh, sports car season, which you pitched me on on watching. In pitch, our, pitched you in the last episode. Yeah. The twenty four hours of Daytona finished. Uh, over the weekend, great uh, race. Uh, what'd you think? It was a great tip. It was really a great tip, Mark. I I was into it. There was so there was sort of two weekends. There was the they called it the roar before the twenty four. Yeah, and yeah. that was really entertaining. It's kind of like a you know warm up for what kind of cars mm-hmm. we'd be seeing uh, last weekend. And then the, it was yeah, like you said, the full uh, twenty four hours at Daytona. And and I think what you had highlighted last time we talked. It was true is that there's like always action on track because you've got four, five, five classes of cars that are racing. And it's really interesting to watch how like the really fast prototypes navigate going around the, you know, the GT cars and stuff that are going significantly less fast. And you got the different battles within different classes. I mean, it's a little bit hard to keep track of as a newcomer to, to mm-hmm. watching it. I mean, there's 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 so much going on, and there's so many different cars, and it's kind of harder to sort of see who's leading what. But um, really exciting, and I definitely recommend it. And I'm definitely going to watch more. Excellent, yeah. They, and they have a great, you know, the, their season. They'll come to Laguna Seca Raceway in Monterey. I think in October, September, October. I think is when they're planned. Uh, they'll they're usually a support race for the Long Beach Grand Prix, which is part of the IndyCar series. Uh, they also have a race coming up, uh, the Twelve Hours of Sebring, which is a, a well-known North American sports car race. Yep. A lot of history yep. uh, to that. So, yeah, and, and I think the thing that stands out about sports car racing, um, as it's been really for a long time, and it was showed in this particular race, unlike Formula One. Is the officials let them race? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was very clear. almost at points to where you're like, eh, I don't know if you should be doing that, uh, yeah, but they yeah. let them. Um, you know, for example, in the closing, um, about thirty minutes to go, uh, two Porsche factory drivers, uh, Matteo uh, Geminet, I may be mispronouncing that, and Lawrence Vanthor, in two different teams, they're driving for two different teams. 30 minutes together, first and second. So if you don't know, Porsche factory drivers paid by Porsche to drive for uh, private Porsche teams. They supply them Porsche parts and all sorts of stuff and technical support. Mm. But the drivers are paid, hey, you're going to go race in this car and you're going to get the best result possible for Porsche. And these guys put it everything out there. You can see. Um, see. So the last five laps of a 24-hour race... They went at each other. It was they were unbelievable. Just like, uh, you know, a bumper to bumper, side to side. It, and what was interesting is, I mean, with the Formula One cars, like you know, the arrow means I, we're changing formulas. But like the past, whatever it is, how many years? Six, seven, seven years, whatever. The arrow doesn't allow for overtaking. You know, yeah. And, and, and for and passing if you touch, somebody, and it's, if you touch, it's, it's game it's, over. That's right. And this is just completely different. Yeah. You know, they're able to hang with each other, and they're pushing really each other through the corners, like trying to bump around and find some space and it was just uh it's an unbelievable battle if you go and i highly recommend if you haven't seen it 
go into the IMSA uh, YouTube channel. They have highlights of this battle, but they also have like they've condensed the 24-hour race right. into right. a 40-minute uh, highlight clip, uh, which really gives you everything you need to see and highlights this battle. Uh, man, it was so good. Um, highly recommend. I just was watching, thinking. How bad would people lose? You know, the Formula One audience, I think, recently has become a little too sensitive <laughs> to actual what racing looks like. Totally. Uh, and I think they would have lost it had they seen this. But this is not new for him. So they have been doing, they, they have been letting teams race for a long time. I mean, you've got to really go over the line. Of, of of sportsmanship for them to issue a penalty because they know fans want to see people race and the drivers expect it. And the funny thing, these two drivers that were trying to punt each other off track to get ahead hugged each other at the end of the race. Right. And it's had just this, expected. That's had, part yeah. Of it. yeah. And yeah. they had this respect. Like, yeah. hey, we put it all out there. You got me this time, but, you know, yeah. maybe the next track I'll get you. Yeah. No, it was, it was really cool to see that different, uh, just what you said, you know, the different style of racing and how, you know, they'd have all four tires off the track, you know, in, in the grass and stuff in the car. The cars keep going, you know, yeah. and, and they're able to fight back. And it's just, it, it, it almost feels like the F1 cars are too precious. You know, it's like they're so, they, they run on such like fine margins. You know, if there's like tiny little bit of contact or if one wheel goes off, you know, it's. Well, it raises kind of an issue that some people have said, I and I go to this too, that Formula One is not about racing. It's, it's a technological battle. Yeah. yeah. And that the racing is. Is kind of secondary to that technology. That's interesting. Battle. That's interesting. That's um, interesting. So, I mean, that, that could definitely be argued. I'm sure a lot of people criticize that, but so much investment goes into the technology side of Formula One that that's really where the battles are at. The on track racing is just kind of an outgrowth yeah, <laughs> of yeah, the technology. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, no, it was cool. I would de- I would definitely recommend, like you said, that forty five minute recap was was great. And I mean, but, you know, I, I I'm still partial to Formula One, but this was a great like you know nice. great great. Well, next great, I'm going to pitch you on another series uh, coming up soon. Um, I'll pitch you on IndyCar. No. Get you to watch an IndyCar. Uh, Are you trying? Uh, <laughs> Not there yet. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, get, that's a lot of oval racing. Well, I've so already expressed you, my displeasure know, with left turns. I know, but I'll give you. So they, the, most of the majority of the two thirds of their calendar are non-ovals. Okay. I don't watch the ovals either. Okay. I only watch the street races. But the street races, I mean, they have so many different winners throughout the season that for the last. Three to four seasons, the winner was determined. At the, the championship winner mm-hmm. was determined at the final race of the season. Um, but was, we'll, was was it also determined by the race director? Like uh, uh, no, uh, they actually uh, just let things Dabby. happen. That okay. wasn't determined by the race director uh, uh, in in that case. But we'll I'll make that pitch cool. on another another episode. Um, Let's do it. So uh, I think we're getting down to the end here. You want to. Uh, Want to move to the off ramp? Let's do the off ramp. So I got I got something for you, Mark. All right, all right. Uh, there's been widespread speculation in the media that Lewis Hamilton will not be returning to the <laughs> 2022 Formula One season. Taking for, up that career in fashion designing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is preposterous. I, I mean, I just it, it, you know, I think he's probably milking it for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's got his feelings hurt because it's maybe somewhat fairly. You know that the 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 final race was nothing. The final, says, final was nothing great. says top tier world champion like losing once and walking away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but he's got a bone to pick with michael massey who i alluded to earlier and you know mercedes is you know doing what they're doing try to stand up poor little mercedes yeah right and but i just come on i mean he's he's tied with schumacher for the most yeah. f1 seven championships seven titles I, if he doesn't good for him i don't want him to break that record I, my personal <laughs> feeling doesn't deserve to break michael schumacher's record uh, i'm sad that he even tied the record but it is what it is if he, I, but I, yeah, I agree. He's coming he's back. He's coming back. He's coming I mean, back. This just, is all just, drama. That's right. Uh, this is to to feed you know uh, his fans. I'm sure it keep them guessing and, and in constant anticipation, so he can do it, some weird social media post. Or, maybe it's leverage for for on the FAI. FIA, you know, yeah, he, he's yeah. using this to try to yeah. you know maybe make some changes. Because the conclusion, of their investigations coming up in a few weeks. I think by March they're supposed to. So I think, and there's been a lot of like speculation that uh, Michael Massey is going to get fired. I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't think he's leaving. But he's 
certainly milking it for everything it's worth. Everything. It's yeah. great. He's gone quiet on social media. Yeah. You know, oh, those, no. those are the reports. So. That, that's, that, that means he's damn near suicidal. So <laughs> 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 hey, for uh, my off-ramp is going to be, so last episode we talked about a Tesla recall. Uh, several hundred thousand uh, cars being recalled for various. I think the frunk would randomly fly up. That was one issue. There was a camera issue. Well, now the newest one, they're being ordered to recall. Uh, I think it was a little over 50,000 cars because their top tier self-driving mode, the software upgrade they recently provided. And I'm using self-driving mode very loosely. Uh, according to experts that work on self-driving, mm-hmm. their their autonomous mode is not a full self-driving mode. Okay. Um, the software is programmed to enable someone to do what I would describe as a California roll. If no one knows what that is, when you roll through, through stop a stop sign. sign. Yep. And they're finding that it, the software is allowing people to do a California roll and then stop in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> And so while no one has been hurt yet, they've decided to get ahead of this. A little, a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's great. Their last software upgrade has uh, uh, instituted something that, you know, we all kind of joke about, the California roll, but would allow someone to roll into the middle of the street. <laughs> so, they're doing a uh, recall on that particular software. Um, oh, and God. on that note, I think... Uh, I think we've said all we can say I, this time. I, I have, I'm speechless. I, I just I hate Tesla. I hate Tesla. I cannot. I hate Elon Musk. It's, it's a just, good club to be in. Yeah, I mean, the, good the, God. The I was I, when I was looking at electric cars, I was considering buying one, and, I'm, and now I'm retrospective. I'm like, what was I even thinking? You know, they're terrible. Yeah. Well, shout out to a friend of mine recently who sent me uh, a. Um, and you'll know who you are when you hear this. He sent a video on a chat group I'm on about Elon Musk making promises about full self-driving technology and other promises he's made in every interview he's in throughout the last decade. Oh, within a year. Yeah. Within a year. Within a year. They wanted to remove the steering wheel from the the Model Y or something. <laughs> like, how stupid can you be? I mean, I don't disagree that in the future, that's it's likely that we will have full self-driving mm-hmm. autonomous vehicles. But you're going to need, like, you know, infrastructure upgrades on the roads i would imagine sensors would will help make these things safer there's gonna you know? there's gonna be a lot of stuff well my cat was just meowing at us so i think she's saying this is this <laughs> is over enough <laughs> of this <laughs> time to feed me. already well All hey right. thank you so much everyone for listening uh we will see you soon um and that's it and they may yet have one more lap these two they have not yet seen the white flag all right, so yeah, I was wondering whether there were some team orders here. The number two car is not going for the for the championship, the overall championship, certainly this season. The number nine car most emphatically is, but judging uh, by the way they were banging each other down there, no, perhaps not. They've both got a number two illuminated <laughs> on their number panels at the moment, so they were both second across the line. I've no clue how that, how that happened. The leader is not that far behind them, and they're off the track! And the Lamont Chicane, they're both off the track, right in front of the leader! Elio Castro-Nevis has to go through, and there goes the... Fr-